From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. It is Friday night. You know what that means, sports fans. And we don't talk a lot of sports. We have a little bit of fun. It's Friday fun time with the people sportscaster Derek Bidwell from Global Saskatoon. Now, again, we just have fun on a Friday night. We tell silly stories about ourselves. We make fun of ourselves. We embarrass ourselves. That's what we do best, Bidzy. Like, we're not very good at sports anyway. No, 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 no. Well, we found that out. That's why we got into this business in the first place. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we found our niche in just uh, talking, telling stories. Sometimes they're bang on accurate. Sometimes they're a little elaborated. But we, we I have never the, elaborated uh, my stories, man. I have told nothing but the truth, the whole truth. Just bang so, on, bang so on. Help nothing, you, nothing, so help me extra. God, yes. Yes, nothing. Nothing extra. We leave, we leave the, the, the sports playing for usually our our guests yes obviously people and, and that excelled in we, that. we have had some guests haven't we like dar dar last week mcbool dar right that's how you're supposed McBool to dar is his real name yeah, yeah. the other way dar mcbool yeah sometimes we have some media folks on and then other times we have some actual Bo- former athletes bob paley like, was very good talking about yeah. you know the the g8 and kananaskis the golf course rubbing shoulders yeah. with you know none other than george bush jean Chrétien. And, and Vlad Putin, Vlad Putin as well. Hold it. We also we all, I think maybe Burke Dale's had the best story about you know rubbing shoulders with uh, with Michael Jordan. That was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool story as well too. Yeah, and then Scotty Coe kind of took it to another level. Well, talking about some of the pranks that uh, <laughs> he did in the locker room, or not pranks, I guess dares for money. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's some of those two that were a little they were a little on the hopefully you weren't eating at the time because they were a little on the uh, on the gross side of things, but uh, also very entertaining as well too. So, yeah, we've had guys from yeah all different walks. I guess. Well, some, some sports guys, some media guys, let, all good stuff. Let though. me tease. I'm not going to give away the name tonight, but we we have covered media guys, we have covered Calgary Stampeders, we have covered golfers. Tonight we've got an ex NHL player. Mm-hmm. An ex-NHL yeah. player who played for a lot of different teams, like the Kings, the Canucks, the Oilers, the Hawks, the Ducks. That's all I'm going to say. So, if the Rangers want... too. Like, I mean, some real fun stop. Like, oh yes, I mean, like some 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 places where there were some good times for sure. For sure, had and uh, and let's hope he's got the stories to back it up. Well, you know those spots. I, I, you know the guy personally. I know him personally as well, and yeah. he does have some stories. I, we can we can almost yeah. take that to the bank. Okay, yeah. let's let's start with some stories tonight because you wanted to talk a little bit about high school sports, and 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 I told you I said, Bidzy, I got no stories from high school sports because let me tell you, South Peace Senior Secondary School in Dawson Creek. First of all, I was way too short to play basketball. I didn't okay, so I, I didn't like volleyball. Okay, and plus you're too short. Well, yeah, and, and, and we didn't have a football team. We didn't have a golf team. We didn't have any other team. So we were Wrestling? really we were really limited. Uh, there was a badminton team, but I, I don't think I tried out for the badminton team. Well, yeah, tough one there. Um, and, and, you, and you literally hung up the gloves because you were into boxing, right? Well, I, that was very young. I was a young boxer until I got my butt spanked. 
because yeah, it that's was. What happened, that's what happened to me with wrestling too. So like, so and it, just to add to that, this isn't my story, but yeah, I was on the wrestling. Me and my buddy decided we'd, we'd go on a wrestling, and so I was I was wrestling at one twenty five in grade ten. Mm-hmm. So not very big, one twenty five in grade ten, and uh, first match. This guy was just useless, like way more useless than me. And I got him in this move called the bow and arrow, which basically you got to lie in your stomach with your arms out and your legs out. Guy grabs you around the neck, grabs you around one leg, puts his forehead kind of into your hip and kind of rolls you into a into a ball. And so I won. I don't know how. Like this guy was just useless. So, which was awesome for me. I got my first victory. But I thought, wow, like I'm really good at wrestling. I've really figured this out. So I was one to know. And then the next tournament or the next week's matchup, I guess, went to this next school. I won as well, and then my first match, and then the second match, the guy didn't show. So I'm 3-0. I'm not counting that one as, you know, like an, I'm counting it as 3-0. and I'm 3-0. and I'm undefeated. The last match I had, which was my fourth match, was a guy that I knew that was in grade 11. His younger brother was in grade 9, but we ended up wrestling in the same weight division in grade 10, and he destroyed me. I spent so much time with my face in his armpit and just getting worked over and math burns and flipped over and tossed for points and slammed down and everything. So I packed it in after that. I sounds, packed it in. Sounds awfully that. similar to my, my boxing career because I started boxing in Poos Koopy at the yeah. age of six. And and we had this wow. we had this great train we had this great trainer. His name was Tommy Hamilton, and the Hamilton family was very very um, very very well respected in Pooscoopy. Of course, Pooscoopy's only four hundred people, so you know it's yeah. one of the anyway. But 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 but, yeah. but Tommy Hamilton has has his sons. He's got four sons, and and they're all very very strong individuals. But his youngest son happened to be a year younger than me. And so we were in the same weight class. So I used to get Richie all the time and we didn't have a lot of, you know, extra boxers. So it was always myself and Richie Hamilton fighting. And because, he was, Hamilton boy. because he was younger than me, I could always beat him up. So I, I won every <laughs> single fight. So I, I was, I was feeling pretty, I'm going to lay it on Richie. Again I was, today, I was I feeling pretty cocky. When, when we got older, he could kick my ass. Let me tell you. Anyway, so we, 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 I, I turn eight and I'm, I'm basically undefeated because all I'm fighting is Richie Hamilton. He's a year younger than me and so yeah. then Tommy you've been, you've Hamilton fighting Richie Hamilton for, yeah. you've been fighting Richie Hamilton for <laughs> yeah, two years basically the only guy <laughs> the only guy could fight in Pooscoopy so Josh, who are you taking on tonight <laughs> ah, same guy the last yeah. two years Richie again exactly so then Tommy our coach he finds out that there's this boxing match in Fort St. John so we're going on a we're going on a road trip, and for the first time in my career, I'm not fighting Richie Hamilton. Okay, so I, I'm pretty You're probably ex- thinking, great, I'll fight oh, yeah. I'll fight Richie in in this different place. That's I'll exactly fight right. Richie in this different place. So all of a sudden, I'm eight in this certain weight class. I can't even remember. I was a little chubby kid. So I'm fighting this guy from Fort St. John, who's now ten years old, has about a four inch reach on me. He's about old beard, chest <laughs> hair, everything, armpit hair. But we're in the same weight class, and as, just like your wrestling match, I get pummeled. I'm, you know, I make it to the second round. But Tommy Hamilton, <laughs> thank goodness, with some smelling salt. Oh, I mean, it's 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 not even rocky rocky ass because I am just getting pummeled. And finally, Tommy, my coach, had to throw in the towel. I did I did not get knocked down though, Bidzi. I was pretty happy about that. I did not get knocked down. But I stayed up. But I got I got pummeled. So anyway, that ended my boxing career. Yeah, that's kinda like it was wrestling. I was just like, Hey, this is brutal. (laughs) I remember he was and I I just wanted the ref just to end it. 
like, and this was this. So this is my friend. He was in the older, like, once again. So he's, it's my friend, but he's in grade eleven. This is his grade nine brother. He is just destroying me. And my face, my face, like my nose and my mouth are all like in his armpit, and it's all just sweat. And he's just, and he's got me in there, and he's just grinding. Eventually, he's got my leg hooked up, and he's rolled me into a ball. And I'm, I'm not even trying to like kick out or stop my shoulders from getting on the mat. Like I'm just like. <laughs> and as soon as they ended the match, that also ended my wrestling. I was done. That was well, enough of that. that that's an eye opener. I agree. Okay, so so what's your what's your high school? Because you you were a high school sports star, were you? Wow, well, definitely not a high school sports star. But I, I did play. Uh, I, well, I was obviously not in wrestling, but football football was pretty good for me. So in grade twelve, I was one of the captains on the football team, and. Uh, and so we went to a high school. Did you have a better called... nickname than Stinky? <laughs> I only kept Stinky until I don't know how like five or six or something. As long as okay. as long as my dad kept calling me that. As long as I had the uh, the T shirt that said, "What? How did it go again?" Oh yeah, my dad says I'm a stinker. So that's yeah. That, I mean, I had a picture okay. Of skunk on. So so yeah, I'm, so I'm guessing I'm guessing your your nickname in high school was pretty lame, like Bidzy. <laughs> It wasn't the traditional hockey nickname, although a lot of people call me Biddy or Bidzy. But back then, like you had to, if you were a captain on the football team, when they did the when they had the pep rally, when they, you know they brought in the whole school came in, and then they kind of you ran, you crashed through a paper that had your name on it, and like and somebody you know drew some stuff on there, some art or whatever. You had to have a nickname on there. So for me, they put on their Bulldog Bidwell. Bulldog Bidwell. Were, were you dating the cheerleader too? Well, no, Andrea was a cheerleader, but <laughs> but not at the time. Not at the time. But oh, okay. uh, Andrea wasn't my current, obviously my current gal. Andrea went high school together too. Yeah, she was a cheerleader, but not at this particular time. Anyway, okay. So I was Bulldog Bidwell. So there's a so the picture that the uh, the paper that I crashed through was had a big picture of a bulldog, and then it's a bulldog on the top, and then it had Bidwell on the bottom. Anyway. So then I decided that I was going to – I just didn't want to run through the paper. I thought that was kind of lame. So I did a – I got a pretty good run at it, and I did a frontward diving roll, like a just full-on frontward diving roll, landed on the hardwood on the basketball floor, rolled over onto my feet, ran, you know, ran and joined the uh, the team, you know, at, at, you know, where the coach was announcing everybody and all that stuff. There was me and the putting, other captains. Putting on a show for the ladies. Okay, I like it. Putting on a show for the ladies. Yeah, so I was trying to probably show off to Andrea or something like that. And anyway, uh, but here's the part that got me in trouble, though. So this was, everything was good so far, but I'm I'm half Ukrainian. So, uh, and on my mom's side, my mom's last name is Bohutch. And from my tuna, which is a Ukrainian town in Saskatchewan. And so it's, it's a very Ukrainian side to that family. So, uh, you know, we always had... My mom would make homemade pierogies, cabbage rolls, all that sort of stuff. And my friends would sometimes, some of my friends would call me, <laughs> instead of Bulldog, they weren't calling me Bulldog Bidwell. Your friends aren't calling you that because that's almost like a complimentary <laughs> tough guy, cool guy nickname, right? And your friends aren't calling you that. But you had to have a football nickname for crashing through the paper. Anyway, some of them were calling me Pierogi because I'm half Ukrainian. So they would call me Pierogi, a couple guys anyway. Um, so one of them had a great idea saying, Bids, why don't you ask your mom? for a couple bags of pierogies, homemade pierogies, and when you come crashing through the paper, we'll throw them, uh, you know, down on the freshies because all the freshies are on the floor. Great nines are all on the floor, uh, sitting on the floor with their legs crossed, you know, sort of thing. And in the bleachers, though, on either side, 
bleachers, his grade 10s, grade 11s, grade 12s. So we're grade 12, so my friends are all up kind of, you know, at the top of the bleachers, which is like the cool section, right, like the back of the bus. So anyway, they're, they're all up there, and they got these two bags of pierogies that I brought them. Were they but, frozen? Well, here's the thing. We didn't let them thaw out enough, so they're, they're like rocks. They are just like white dough rocks. And so when I come crashing through the paper... My buddies all stand up and they just start whipping frozen pierogies down at the floor, and they're like they're cracking off freshies' minds and they're hitting them all over the place. And there's some that are hurt and they're complaining and uh, and they're going to the principal's office. So I, we all got hauled in for that one. <laughs> Probably the first and last time that you had to, you know, discipline students for throwing frozen pierogies. At a school function, but that—that's what—that's how that's, that one went down. That's how I remember that. Anyway, I thought it was funny. That, that, that's pretty funny. That you know what yeah. we got to do? We, we got to take a take quick time. We got to take a quick time out. We come back. I want to talk about our worst school memories. I, I think okay. I'm going to blow your socks off with my worst school memory. Okay. I have a hunch you will because you've been pumping it up all this afternoon, so I can't wait. (laughs) He's Derek Bidwell. I'm Jock Wilson. This is Sports Talk with Jock. And I do want to remind you before we take this break, uh, the Community Champions is brought to you by Calgary Co-op. Every community has a champion that has been making things better. We want you to share the story of someone who has gone above and beyond during this pandemic. Submit your nomination to our website, 770chqr.ca, starting Monday morning. Uh, For the next four weeks, we're going to be featuring one of these community champions on the morning news with Sue and Andrew. And one lucky champion, we're going to do a draw at the end, is going to receive a $350 gift card to Calgary Co-op delivered directly to their door by the 770CHQR Community Cruiser powered by Bow West Appliance. It's Community Champions. It's brought to you by Calgary Co-op. And Friday night on Sports Talk with Jock, we have a little bit of fun. We tell some stories. It's Friday fun time with the people's sportscaster, Derek Bidwell. Now, we do do a little bit of prep for this show. And and the little bit of not prep that much. we did, not very much. Uh, the, the prep is, who are we going to get on as a special guest? And and we, we get that lined up. And then we say, okay, what fun stories can we tell tonight? And so I said, I, I got I to, we, we got to talk about our worst, our worst school memories. You know, kids right yeah. now aren't in school. and. and us, you know, well, yeah. that, you know, or maybe, you know, have shaped us into the brilliant men that we are today. Okay. Have you ever heard of St. John's School of Alberta? Negative. Negative. Okay. So, so put this into perspective. My father, he was a little bit of a hard ass and, and he wanted every one of his kids to go to private school. And so okay. it was, it was only mandatory for one year. And so my sister went to this really cushy girl's school in Vancouver Island and and you know didn't enjoy it but she went my brother and I had to go to St. John's School of Alberta if you have never heard of St. John's School of Alberta I I say you should google it and look it up because this is a school that was just outside of Edmonton Stony Plain area from 1967 to 2008 so so imagine this I'm a 13 year old kid just leaving elementary school, my grade eight year is when I had to attend St. John's School of Alberta. Let me just let me just read you a little bit about what St. John's School of Alberta is all about. It's 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 founded on conservative Anglican uh, the the Anglican Church, and the, the idea is that the notion that children were not challenged by present day society. It was uh, it was uh, it was founded by a guy by the name of Ted Byfield. Now. This school provided a strict traditional education 
that's BS, uh, with corporate punishment and extensive outdoor programs. So, so uh, let, let me let me, let, let, let me tell you, let me tell you my typical day at St. John's School of Alberta in grade eight. So, first of all, you're a new boy, and so you're put in the dorm with all the new boys. So there's like forty of us in the dorm. We wake up, all the new boys. Yeah, we we wake up. We do chores because chores are are part of the foundation. You have breakfast. Yeah. You go to school. Yeah. You have lunch. Get some corporate punishment. Yeah, exactly. Then, then you, then you basically do some outdoor pursuits. You go back to school. You have dinner. Then, then you got to have study hall for a couple of hours, and then you have lights out. Now, the, the corporal punishment. This That's we, we super got, fun. Oh yeah, we we got to talk about this because what they had, and the and these teachers were all whack jobs. Okay, they were making like a dollar a day, and they I think they really enjoyed their jobs because what they had was wooden paddles, and and they were called SWAT sticks. And so, uh, yeah. oh yeah. So we we had this situation where it, you, we would have we would have SWAT tests. And so basically, for every every percentage you got under eighty percent, you would have to bend over in front of the class and get whapped on the ass, you know, by these. Wow. And, and, and some and some of these teachers were so so morbid that they would actually, you know. Um, customize their SWAT sticks, you know, to a nice, almost like a, a bat, like a like a, a cricket bat or something like that. They, they were they were they were they were really warped individuals. They really they really they really took pride. Oh, in they their did, SWAT and and I think the worst, I think the worst was one night the new boys. We were in the dorm, and somebody was speaking after lights out, laughing, giggling. I can't I can't remember exactly what happened. Something heinous, S- something, something terrible. And so the 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 supervisor on duty that night basically turned on the lights and said, who was talking? And, of course, you know, we, we didn't want to rat the guy out, so we, we, we knew who oh, it God, was. So you're going to say everybody pointed at you. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. So, we, so he lined up all 40 of the kids, and, and we're basically, you know, we don't have our jeans on at, at night. You know, we, we got our underwear on, and we yeah. line up, and he gives each one of us three on the butt. So we're talking three, st- you know, and that hurt yeah. like hell, let me tell you. That was, that was not fun. This is a school. This is a school where we started the school year with 100 miles of a hike through Jasper National Park. We we basically part of the part of the uh, um, the pursuits, the outdoor pursuits. We had snowshoe yep. snowshoe uh, um, trips throughout the year. We ended the year with a 50 mile snowshoe race that we raced against everybody in the school. And we also ended the year, which was kind of the, the end of the year trip was kind of cool. Actually, I'll say this because we did a we did a huge portage and we did a canoe trip on the Athabasca River, Athabasca Lake, and, and the Great Slave. And so it was it was a pretty cool ending. But this is the same school, if you know your history, that had all sorts of issues with their canoe trips, and a bunch of kids died in Winnipeg because one of the school uh, trips uh, the, the boats capsized, you know, during some uh, some bad weather. Uh, this is a school that had all sorts of lawsuits against them because boys were losing their toes during those snowshoe hikes that I'm talking about. One kid I think lost nine toes during a snowshoe trip. And Nine. so only, you only had one left. Exactly. And so there was a big lawsuit on that. And 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 the four core programs at this school were academics, outdoor, work and sales. And so what, this this is what they made us do. Not only do we have to do all the chores and all the custodial duties at the school, but we had to raise money for the school by selling honey. So we used to go to Edmonton and Calgary, and we used to go door to door selling honey, 
And, you know, here, here here's this, you know, 13-year-old grade-A kid, you know, basically hawking honey for St. John's School of Alberta. And I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners probably had me knock on their door and, and, and sell them honey. So how is that? That sounds like that sounds like an awesome experience that you had there. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> selling honey door to door. You know the only thing that sounded good there. Okay, there's a couple things that stood out. I'm not making light of this, but I mean, like yeah. the guy that lost nine toes. Like holy cow! Hopefully one of them was a big one that he kept. Like hopefully the one that he kept was a big one. That's that's just a terrible story. That's, and but but then but the only thing that sounded good uh, was like some of these. Well, some of these trips, if the weather was okay, like you guys must have been, you guys must have been in some ferocious shape though for oh. that age too. Like if you guys having to do all that, I, all I, that exercise, all that activity. I, I tell you what, uh, that was probably the best shape of my life because, as I yeah. as I said, and and we played a lot of lacrosse. You know, we played a lot of sports. You know, we had the uh, the snowshoe hikes, uh, the snowshoe races. We had you know obviously the hike at the start of the season and then the big canoe trip at the end of the season. And they didn't exactly uh, feed us great. So uh, believe it or not, I I didn't last very long. I I had one year because my dad's my dad's mentality was you got to experience for one year boys and my brother lasted one year my sister lasted one year at the girls school in uh, on vancouver island and i only lasted one year as well and then i was back to public school but uh, i told I you i think that's enough you, you could tell that's that's that that's a bad school year right well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna add this in quickly because i know we gotta we know oh, we gotta break here you, we, got, hour, we but... gotta break so sorry buddy can you can you come back with it okay. We'll come back with it when you get back, yeah. Okay, and, and we'll have a special guest as well. He's Derek Bidwell. I'm Jock Wilson. I just, got, I just got a text. Hey, Jock, was Link Byfield at that school? I don't remember any of the boys at the school. I'm sorry, Todd. Uh, maybe Link was at that school. Anyway, that's with St. John's School of Alberta. This is Sports Talk with Jock. Overcast and 5 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good evening from Global News at 7.30. I'm Haley Jarmain. Alberta is reporting 32 new cases of COVID-19 today. There are 865 people infected with the virus, 54 of those in hospital. Unfortunately, two more people have died from the virus, pushing the provincial death toll to 134. Restaurants, barbershops and hair salons in Calgary and Brooks have been given the green light to join those allowed to open in the rest of the province last week. Premier Jason Kenney says declining COVID-19 case trends in the two cities means it's safe for those businesses to reopen on Monday. The city of Calgary has issued a high stream flow advisory for the Elbow River, warning that the water flow rates have spiked over the last few days due to the heavy rainfall. Speaking of rain, we are expecting it to taper off near midnight tonight as we drop it down to a low of 3. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud, aiming for a high of 13. Sunshine for Sunday and a high of 19. It is 5 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next news at 8 o'clock. I'm Haley Jarmain. Bidzi, I'm sorry to say that you cannot send your kids to St. John's School of Alberta anymore because that school was shut down in 2008 because of lack of instructors and lack of students and probably a few other reasons as well, like all the lawsuits they were facing. Wow, I was going to say, like, just had to. You said that uh, you said that one night uh, somebody was talking past, uh, you know, curfew or when it's got to be lights out or quiet time, and you said. Everybody got lined up. Forty guys got lined up, and they got three whacks each with a SWAT stick. And you said those three whacks hurt. Now, then you said if you got less than eighty percent on a test, you had to mm-hmm. go up to the front of the class. Mm-hmm. You bent over. You got hit with the SWAT stick for every percent you got under eighty. Mm-hmm. 
What happens if you got fifty? <laughs> you got 30? a lot. You got what? a lot of well, and you and you know what the boys the boys got pretty the boys got pretty smart because the the dumb ones you know would start patting their butts. And you know oh, you would yeah. you would make you would you know get some extra protection on there, and the the teacher sometimes yeah. would would figure that out. But yeah, it was uh, it was a little nasty. It was a little yeah, nasty. I would, have to, I would have to I'd have to fill my gotch with tons of toilet paper, <laughs> like as if I had like a problem or something, because I, I wouldn't. <laughs> there'd be a lot of well, times I'd be getting under eighty. And this is no word of a lie. I'll tell you this: uh, at the end of the year, I had three hundred and two swats because we kept track, and I was one of the lowest. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it only took you it only took you $20,000 worth of uh, therapy to uh, get rid of these memories that we brought up again on Friday night fun time. That's good. Uh, do you have any bad memories from school? I got well I just got a quick one here and then we'll uh, get to our guest. So this is me in high school and it was one class and our I remember our IA teacher just about lost his mind. So um, we're in grade nine. We're just starting IA, industrial arts. So, you know, we're all getting used to all the power tools and everything like that. Well, um, at this, my, this guy in my class, Carter Bannister, I played football or hockey with him rather, uh, growing up. Anyway, Carter wasn't paying attention. He's a bit of a jack arse and he was always, always goofing around and stuff like that. And not really, you know, always trying to make jokes and not take anything seriously. Anyway, so he's working the bandsaw, not very good place for Carter Bannister. Anyway, Carter Bannister... He manages to somehow almost slice off two of his fingers. One is about halfway through. The other one is about three-quarters of the way through. So, oh, my God. So there's that massive uh, emergency going on there. So he gets his hands out of there. Everything's okay. He gets, you know, gets some some cloth on there from the medical kit, from the first aid kit. We get somebody holding his his two fingers, uh, you know, putting pressure on them. Our IA teacher who's got first aid experience is over there doing that, whatever. And everything's going to be okay with Carter. His fingers are going to be, he's going to keep his fingers. And he's going to have to get some stitches and stuff. And, and, it's all, and he's going to pick up the nickname Bandsaw Bannister after that. But while that's going on, I'm goofing around and I have a lab coat on. I'm like, hey, look at me. I'm an industrial arts doctor. I got a lab coat on. And then when we're not paying attention, I'm on the planer. The planer is obviously where you put in like a piece of wood and it can bring it down to a certain, you know, width or whatever. The lab coat gets caught in the planer. Oh, and no. It's sucking, and it's sucking me <laughs> into the planer. And the, the IA teacher has to leave Carter, a.k.a. bandsaw banister in his fingers, to come rescue me and pull me out of the planer before I go into that one. He shuts off that thing. Cuts the power to the whole, to everything in the classroom, and just says, that's it, everybody's gone. So he basically, Carter's now off to the uh, hospital to get his fingers uh, looked at, and uh, that's it for our IA teacher. He had to take a week off after that. Uh, that was our first day of industrial arts. That, that, is, that yeah. is why I took cooking instead of woodworking, let me tell you. I know, more girls in cooking, too, <laughs> as well, too. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that because I remember I I took uh, I took typing in in high school. The only reason why was the teacher was so hot. <laughs> she was like, she was, she was <laughs> okay, well, we'll just keep that up and we'll go. We'll revisit that on a different night. <laughs> uh, let's bring in our special guest, Vidzi. You want to introduce? You want you want to do the honors again? I'll do it again. All right. He's a former ranger. He's a former coyote. He's a former duck. A hawk. A flyer, a king, and a Canuck. He goes by barbs or the people's tender. He's limousine riding, Learjet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing. Woo! <laughs> it's Jason <Jesus> LaBarbera! <laughs> 
Barbs, welcome to Friday Fun Time with Jock and Bidzy. How are you, my friend? That was amazing, Bidzy. Atta boy. Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> How are you, man? Good, good. Um, hanging in there. Yeah. Um, Do you have any good school memories? Uh, you know, bad memories from school? Like, were you a good student or? I was a decent student. I, I was awful at math. I struggled at math, but um, you know, social studies and English, I could, I always did real well, and I always liked those. Even now, now that, well, now that we're stuck at home and, and having to teach our own kids, uh, the math stuff with our kids brings back a lot of bad memories for me. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes me sweat a little bit every day trying to figure out what long division is and fractions and decimals and all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, luckily, there's YouTube, so I can find out how to do half that stuff. And then uh, I don't mind doing like the English stuff where you actually have to write things. I don't mind uh, being creative that way, but. School is, I was I was always okay in school. I was always the shy kid in school, though. Oh yeah, you like, shy? That that surprises me. Yeah, grade nine, I was voted the shyest in my grade nine in my grade nine class. Come which, on, which really? Yeah. You, you wouldn't think that they would have. You wouldn't think they'd have a vote for that. Let's single out the shyest guy and have a vote on that. <laughs> well, they didn't know any better back then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of math, though, I was gonna—I was just gonna add in really quickly. I have a great T-shirt because math was not great for me in, in uh, elementary school as well. Too, I got a T-shirt that says, four out of three people struggle with math." <laughs> like I, I could sit there with a teacher, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." You know, I'd follow along, and okay, I got it. And then you'd be like, "Okay, now here's your problem. You figure it out." And it'd be like. I have no idea what the heck I'm supposed to do now. Like, no idea. But my, my dad was a chartered accountant. He was always good at math, and I was I was awful at math, too. And I actually had to take math 12 twice because I failed the first time. I, oh, I, barely, I barely squeaked through the second time. <laughs> well, that, that would give me more nightmares having to do math twice. I barely, I stayed in grade, grade 12 algebra when I was in playing in Portland in the States. I barely, barely got through it that year. Like that, I had to go in for a lot of extra work with, with our uh, math teacher and yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. No, exactly right. Well, listen, uh, he's Jason LaBarber, a special guest here on Friday Fun Time with the People Sportscaster Derek Bidwell. I'm Jock Wilson, and we, we like to bring on a special guest to tell some stories, uh, Jason. And 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 you know, you you and I have played golf, and Bidzy was uh, was part of that as well. We're not going to tell golf stories right now. Uh, we were told by one of our buddies that you have to tell a story about, I think it was Jeremy Roenick that you were on a plane with and you were doing uh-huh. something crazy on the... Uh, you probably know where this story's coming from. Uh, so so tell me this Jeremy Roenick story that we're supposed to hear. Yeah, okay. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't me, so... Oh, okay. Like, uh, but it's a, good, it's, a good, it's a good story just in the sense that it's funny. Like, so, like, JR, great guy. Like, you know, anybody that knows JR, like, full of energy, like, loves to entertain people, loves to be the the funny guy in the room and, and make people laugh and he's always in a good mood and he would so we get on a plane say like after game and it didn't matter if we won or lost which you know Andy Murray was our head coach at the time and Andy's a very straight laced very serious very intense guy and you know JR was the exact opposite of that and he, JR didn't care he, he was more about getting aroused out of the boys so we would We'd be we'd be on the road. We'd be we we play the game. We'd get we'd get on the plane. Um, we'd all be ready to go for for takeoff, and then Jr. would go to the very front of the plane, and he would he'd get this little cardboard box, and he would sit in the cardboard box at the front of the plane, up where all the coaches, all the staff, all the media people are. You know, they're all up at front, all the players in the back, and he'd sit in this little box, 
And as the plane took off, JR, who was like 38 at the time, comes flying down the middle of the aisle in this little box, like a little kid on a slide on the airplane. Like it was hilarious watching him. And he was just laughing and giggling and thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> thinking of this grown ass man who, like, I know, I was my first real, first full season in the NHL. Is this, is this know, before and, charters or was this, was this public, uh, public transfer? No, this is, this is a charter. Okay. So, you know, we, we could do pretty much, you know, <laughs> whatever you wanted for the most part on those things. Um, but just the sense of, like, you know, he's a guy who's been around the league forever. He's an older guy. He's a veteran guy. We, you know, maybe we lost or whatever the scenario was. He'd do it every once. He wouldn't do it all the time, but he'd do it every once in a while. He was just like a little kid, right? Oh, like, yeah. Just think of this grown man in a box sliding down <laughs> as the plane's taking off. Like, he's flying down the middle of the aisle. <laughs> yeah, no, no one telling you to put your seatbelts on it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. And just, you know, Andy Murray's just, you know, I mean, he's obviously not happy about it but i mean how can you not laugh at it right (laughs) (laughs) that's too funny who who was one of the funniest guys you ever played with keith yandel was hilarious keith keith yandel okay coyotes yeah 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 is always like he always had one-liners he's super witty i mean anybody that uh you know follows spitting chicklets you know whenever yans is on Mm -hmm. you know he's 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 such a quick you know, quick-witted, funny guy. He's got one-liners coming out of the yin-yang, and you always got to be on your toes here around Yans because he'll notice something and he'll he'll get after you on it. And um, he, he's pretty funny like that. <laughs> What's uh, you know, practical jokes? Uh, was was Yandel good at practical jokes too, or does somebody else stand out when you talk about practical jokes on on? No, Yans Yans was more witty like that. Okay. Tom Kostopoulos was like an unbelievable prankster, and he always would do things like. You know, it, it, little things like you—you you know, you, you'd be at the team meal, um, pregame meal at the hotel on the road. You take your jacket off and you put it on the back of your seat. You go go eat your food. You go eat. You grab your jacket. You go back up to your room, and there'd be like, like full cutlery in your pocket. <laughs> you know, or like a baked potato in your pocket, or just like dumb things like that. The best one he did was uh, when Mark <laughs> Mark Crawford was the head coach, and TK would take out all the shampoo bottles and he'd fill them full of gel. You know, and Mark Crawford's got a pretty solid set of hair. And so Crow's having a shower and he's shampooing his hair and it's just all gel. Gel in his hair. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, Mark's an, an intense guy as it is. And, and again, he had a pretty solid flow. So that, that's hilarious. <laughs> how, you, how you could even, you know, get into the coach's room, uh, you know, room. Because somebody had to go steal his key or something, or get um, it from front desk. Eh? So TK that's... always found ways. Like he would, he would take guys' keys and get up to their rooms before, you know, before they would, and <laughs> hide in guys' closets. So you're just walking in, into an empty room, just kind of sort of spaced out, kind of out of it, and you open up your closet to put your, you know, your suits or whatever, hang them up, and like all of a sudden he, TK's in there and he's screaming at you and it just scares <laughs> the crap out of you. <laughs> like, I had a good one. There's a guy that. There's a good one that the guy that I had real quick. There's a guy that I played football with. He's missing his two front teeth. So, when he so he had a bridge. He didn't have his teeth in when we were playing football. He'd have just his mouth guard in. But he had a bridge that he put in after when he wanted to look normal and be in society. I guess anyway. But his big thing was if we were ever at a team function or something like that where everybody's having like cocktails or drinks or something like that. Especially it worked. It had to work with something dark. Like if somebody was drinking like a rum and coke or <laughs> Ryan Coke or something like that. Anyway, he'd always take his teeth out. 
and he'd put him in somebody's drink. Like, he'd go get you a drink and say, here you go, here's a Ryan Coke or whatever, and he'd try to not do it with a lisp or anything like that. And then he'd, he'd always, like, move away from the guy that he put his teeth in his glass until the guy would get down kind of to the last sip, and he's tilting her back, and then he sees the teeth in there, and he's like, no! And then he looks over, and then my buddy would just be smiling with no teeth in the front the bridge there, just laughing away. Yeah, that was always good times. That was good. Yeah. yeah, those things are always funny, but... Well, they, they certainly are. Uh, Jason LaBarbera, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. It's uh, Jock and Bidzy on a Friday night. Uh, so, so Jason, besides hanging out with the kids and the family and all that other kind of stuff, are you, are you doing anything exciting during these uh, COVID uh, shutdown times? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your go-to uh, show? This is it. Yeah, this is it. Glad we got you on. Exactly. Yeah, this is the highlight of my Friday night for sure. That's that's pretty. <laughs> no, I've uh, I've been doing lots of um, like Hockey Canada stuff. Uh, you know, trying to prepare for you know World Juniors if if it happens next year. And, right. Um, you know, like because the goalie camp is is, is gone, um, the summer camp is gone. So you know, we're Hockey Canada is trying to find different ways to do things virtually. So um, just going through that stuff, lots of scouting, uh, lots of video watching for all the goalies that are that are available for for the World Juniors next year. Um, putting lists together and scouting reports and that sort of stuff. So kind of digging on some of that stuff, watching a little bit of NHL clips and just trying to, you know, learn and get better as, as, as we go because all we have is time right now. Well, isn't that Barbara, the truth? I was going to ask you about, oh, I was gonna ask you about uh, the World Juniors. Just talk about Hockey Canada and the World Juniors. Of course, uh, those that don't know, you're part of the coaching staff this year, the one won uh, the gold medal. Um, so maybe you talk a little bit about like just that experience or if there's a good story I heard from a little birdie that told me that uh, you ended up dressing up as Santa Claus uh, for these for these guys this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. So I like they that, that's not my jam. Like it, it, it was when they asked me, I was like, oh my god! Like I got a little nervous about it. And so anyway, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm a good sport. I didn't necessarily understand what I was getting getting myself into. Um, I had to have a few rum and cokes to kind of calm me down and make sure. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like it was, they, they do it every year, right? So you, they always designate a guy um, on the staff to, to dress up in a Santa outfit, and they've got a Santa outfit there. And, um, you know, everybody, all the staff gets a Christmas present from Hockey Canada, and you're smack dab in the middle of the room, surrounded by 50 people, all the players, all the staff, and each person has to come up and. Basically, it's your job as Santa to entertain everybody, make everybody laugh, and and chirp everybody. And um, yeah, you know what? Actually, it actually worked out pretty well. I actually was pleasantly surprised how well I did. It's not bad um, for the uh, the formerly uh, shyest kid in class. Yeah, right. Like I've come a long way with that. I, uh, I uh, it was good. Like the, the boys love it. They were all giving me high fives after, and um, it, it was a cool thing. I was certainly nervous before I did it. Um, but once you get going, and, and and again, you're you're bringing everybody like like Tom Rennie, you know, Tom <laughs> the, the Hunters, Mark and Dale, who are absolutely hilarious guys. Like those guys are probably two. They, those two might be two of the funniest guys I've ever been around. Like especially when you get them together, because they just feed off each other. They're like those two guys in the Muppets. They just sit up. <laughs> they just sit up. The two old guys up. in the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember their names, but they sit up there and they just chirp everybody, and they're just constantly <laughs> all over you. And yeah, it's uh, it was funny, but that was yeah, it was a good time. Okay, did did you take the Santa Claus 
outfit home and do a little role playing because I, I did it once. <laughs> I did it once and, and I got a picture of I got a picture of I got my I got my no I got a picture of my wife kissing Santa Claus and we showed it to the kids. It was perfect. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, sure you did. Did you go home and do a little role play? <laughs> Welcome to Friday Night Fun Time. Oh, Sparky, you, you dirty little man. <laughs> well, ask him what he does with his Easter Bunny costume. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what this show is all about. Uh, we're out of time, Jason. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on a Friday night. This has been fun. No, it was great, guys. Uh, I hadn't been on for a while, so it was good to catch up with you guys. It is good. And, and how are things going? Are you still doing some work for the Hitman? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah so it's not just uh, Hockey Canada, so good stuff. Yeah, still working for them. Obviously, no, that's not going on right now with no. uh, the, the shutdown of the league, and nobody's really sure what's going to happen or how, when we're going to be able to start. But, um, yeah, it's been good. that's hey, been good for me for the last four years. The, the one thing we can do is uh, get out and play some golf. Maybe we'll have to do that. So, Bidzy, you got to come to Calgary, man. Sounds good, Barb's and uh, Chaco. Yeah, put me down. All right, sounds good. Jason, you have a good night. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. Yeah, talk to him, bud. The, the role play. You took that the wrong way. <laughs> I didn't know it like that. Caught me by surprise. No, I have to ask you with the Santa suit, did you take it home and do a little role playing? With... What? It did, oh, it, it, it did come out a little wrong there. Hey, we got to take a final time out here. What's wrong? <laughs> we'll take the final time out. When we come back, it's Friday night shout out time. Uh, Jock and Derek, this is Sports Talk with Jock. Okay, we don't talk a lot of sports in this show. Uh, we tell stories in this show, but there is a little bit of breaking sports news. The NHL Players Association, the executive board, has voted in favor of that 24-team playoff proposal. Doesn't mean it's going to happen in the two hub cities, but it's one step closer. I know there was it wasn't unanimous because I, I was reading a story earlier where the Pittsburgh Penguins were not going to approve it, but it has been approved, so... We're a little closer to getting back to some hockey, Derek Bidwell. That's some good news. Uh, Friday night shout-out. We've only got a couple of minutes here. we got a hard out at uh, 7.58. So who's your okay. Friday night shout-out? Okay, I'm going to go quickly with uh, We're going to have to get back to this story uh, maybe next week, and that was my favorite rec sports moment. But my uh, buddies from the team are listening, the wingers. So i got to say shout-out to Tim, Al, Greg, and Warren and the Kimmel brothers. And then, uh, of course, uh, the lovely Andrea, my partner. i got to say happy birthday to my little sister, Nicole. Green, uh, her birthday was on the 19th. Tim Shopsy Sieben, his birthday was on the 19th as well. And Ted Henley, the People's Newscaster, Ron Burgundy, his birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday tomorrow, Ted Henley. Hey, birthdays are the theme for the Friday night shout-out. Sheldon Comestic, uh, he's from Magnus Interiors, my golf buddy here in Calgary. He had a birthday on Monday, and it was funny because I played golf with him, Bidzy. And I didn't know yeah. it was his birthday. And not until the next day did I realize, oh, damn, I missed your birthday. Sorry about that, pal. So a, a belated happy birthday to Sheldon. My mom had a birthday this week on Tuesday. Uh, my uncle Aww. my uncle Darg turns 90 this weekend. And Frank Stewart, remember Frank Stewart from the Ramada Hotel? He's now living yeah. in Kelowna. He turned 70 last Saturday. So a shout-out to Frank Stewart as he celebrated a birthday. Bidzy, we're out of time. I don't know when we're going to run out of stories, but we're not there yet. So we'll do it again next week. Next week sounds great, pal. Talk to you then. You betcha. He's Derek Bidwell. I'm Jock Wilson. Thanks so much for listening. This is Friday Night Fun Time, and this is Sports Talk with Jock.